Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Tanya Side from the Ball State Foundation. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual coffee talk. Ooh, coffee talk. That means morning. Morning, yes. What time? 8 to 9.30. But Eight? it's virtual. 8 a.m. All right, what's this one all about? This one is called The Power of Your Story, Connecting People, Building Community. Ooh, when's that going to be? It's going to be Tuesday, June 15th from 8 to 9.30. Who's putting this on? It's presented by Katie Elliott from the Department of Journalism at Ball State. So if there's somebody to tell you about how to tell a story, I mean, I think it'd be her. What are we going to learn? We are going to learn that stories connect and inspire us. Through words, pictures, graphics, and sounds, stories expose and challenge us to new worlds, lifestyles, and experiences we might never know otherwise. They provide meaning and connection, transmit cultural values, and uphold traditions. So break it down for me. What actually are we going to learn? We are going to learn the basic elements of a compelling story and how to use compelling stories to reach your goals. So how to inspire empathy, understanding, action, and entertainment. We're also going to learn the importance of integrating stories more intentionally into workspaces and classrooms and how to do it. You'll learn how to conduct a meaningful interview. You'll learn to use story to build community. Use engaging storytelling as a way to successfully navigate difficult conversations. And you'll learn to how to consider the power of their own story in the direction and meaning of their lives. We're going to learn all that in an hour and a half. That's what they say. Yep. All right. Let's recap. So June 15th, that's a Tuesday. Yep. What eight, time? 8 to 9.30. And who's putting it on again? Katie Elliott from the Department of Journalism at Ball State. We'll see you there. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Tanya Side from the Ball State Foundation, Director of Development. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here with both of you. This is a whole other side of what you do, and I'm glad to see it. Well, good. We're glad to have you join us today. Well, tell us about your role there at Ball State. This is something new for you. It is new for me. I've been doing it since January, and I'm the Director of Development, partnering with the College of Communication, Information, and Media. It is definitely different from what I used to do, which was at the David Owsley Museum of Art when I was the Director of Education. So uh, the foundation took a bet on me. It's basically a career change for me. Okay. So the foundation, it's all about, you know, fundraising and giving and all that. So that's different from art education and all of that. It is, but there's also a very... Uh, related purpose and when I was director of education at the art museum it was always for me at least about connecting people to art and my personal mission has always been how to get more people interested in art and then through the years I came to realize getting more people interested in art is also about getting more people interested in lifelong learning and their own education so jumping to the foundation meant for me at least 
a way of sort of building or broadening what has been my interest for a really long time. Now, you mentioned the college, what I would call TCOM. Aren't mm-hmm. they going through a name change or are they thinking about that right now? There have been discussions about that. And I've been privy to some of it, but not all of it. I do think there might be an announcement coming out soon, but I don't know the final decision. And it's killing me because I'm a TCOM grad too. And I wish that I knew more. Yeah, they sent me a survey, <laughs> like two surveys now. Yes. So I'm like, ah, they're really thinking about this. They are. And did you weigh in? I did. Oh, Good. both times there. Yeah, I had a strong opinion too. Yeah. Okay. Well, we... <laughs> There's a few names on there. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I participated as an alumni. I had no influence as a staff member. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Now, right. that, 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 that's a good disclaimer in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll have to see what they come up with. Yeah, it's big news, I'm sure. So tell us about your career at Ball State. How long have you been there? Longer than I would have realized if you'd asked me when I first started at the Art Museum. So I just celebrated 15 years. Wow. There's a whole recognition of service thing. Thank nice. you very much. Um, I have the clock to prove it now. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely feel like I have the service gift here. Um, that was nice, though. And it was something that, honestly, um, as I mentioned, I wouldn't have thought I would have been here that long. But with the focus on you know, what I was trying to do at the Art Museum, build partnerships, trying to get more people interested in art and education, it just meant that the project stayed interesting enough that I was able to keep going and going. And the fact that someone else at Ball State wanted to have me around just means maybe be around a little bit longer so it's a good thing it really is and at the end of the day though as great as the university is I think the community has been even better and that's given me a chance to be involved in a lot of things that I don't know that I would have been in a much larger place so I feel like whatever we do here we make a difference now, tell me, are you a Munsonian? Where are you from? I am officially, and this is not written anywhere, but in my own words, a Muncie boomeranger. Okay. Boomeranger. So I'm always interested in reading. Here and gone and come back. Correct. Thank right. you. So I went to Storer Middle School. I went away. I came to Ball State as an undergraduate, and then I came back for that job at the Art Museum. So I like to say it's not the same if you are a kid or a tween at that time a Ball State student, and a professional. I feel like every time it was so different, it was really like three places in one. So yes, I had a little bit of a head start, and it's still fun to run into people that knew me when I was 12. <laughs> but uh, it's it's different. It, it needs to be different as well. You can't always remember what it was like when you were a student because you're not the same person in your 20s as you are decades later. Now, where did you go? Where did I go? Well, after middle school, I went to boarding school in England. Then I went to Ball State and then to Washington, D.C. in the Northern Virginia area where I lived and worked and then came back here. Okay. I knew there was a Washington, D.C.-ish area in in your career. So awesome. We loved it there. It was so fantastic to live there. Well, tell us about it. Like, what did you do out there? I worked for lots of different museums and museum organizations, and uh, the reason I first moved to Washington, D.C. is because it has the most museums per capita. So for me, who was interested in art and ensuring that people have more opportunities to experience art and museums, it was the place to go and also do grad school. So uh, needless to say, we're I think they might even have the most museums that are free per capita, offered me so many professional experiences I don't think I could have had anywhere else. Now, I've visited the D.C. area, Mm -hmm. which is much different than living out there. Mm -hmm. Tell me about life out there. Oh, gosh. Fast-paced, crazy, (laughs) what? 
not as fast-paced as New York, I don't okay. think. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, definitely more fast-paced than here. I always loved the mix of people. I have also liked the kind of density that cities give you. Lots of people have said to me, oh, I would hate to have you know, people shoulder to shoulder, which definitely means something as we are, you know, working through a pandemic. Yeah. But then I never thought twice about it. I can remember very vividly sitting on the bus, going for my internship uh, at the Smithsonian, and then through through Georgetown and just looking out the window at all the different people packing the sidewalks and thinking, I just love it. I love it. I have to figure out how to stay here past my internship. Beyond that, though, of course, you know, if you're a museum lover, there's a museum to go visit every day, every weekend. But the food Mm. is also something to take into account. So it's where I had Afghan food for the first time, Vietnamese food for the first time, Ethiopian food for the first time. And uh, it's made me a foodie since then. So I'm not sure I could have come back to Muncie if it hadn't been for Amazon or the internet because uh, <laughs> my son's early word, I realized you know, the deliveries we had to our house was probably a problem because he started saying the ups truck is here again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my Zuzu would always say, oh, the brown truck's here. I'm like, oh, maybe we have too many. She's like, too, and knows what that means. Yes, and if they're on a first-name basis, oh, yeah. that brings up some problem. things, too. Yep. <laughs> well, you mentioned your son. Tell us about your family. Well, my son, Adam, is 16 years old, and uh, my husband's 53, just for your information. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll leave mine out of it. I had a big birthday <laughs> okay. recently, so... Uh, yes, we are a powerful trio of three, and we have two dogs. We added Bachi during the pandemic, and he's a mix between a German Shepherd and an English Shepherd, okay. but all black looks more like a Border Collie, so we think maybe we weren't told exactly what he was. And then Sasha, who's a German Shepherd. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's some busy times at our house. Yeah, some big dogs. Work. Yeah, big <laughs> dogs who always need walks. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad uh, because it also forces me to get out the door. Yeah, and a 16-year-old, those are, we have a 17-year-old, so those are fun. So you're in the mode of driving? Yes, we are. Okay, tell me about that. (laughs) And uh, do you drive around with him? Well, we're past the stage where I'm required to be in the car with him, but I definitely did and discovered that I have a weird calm when people are learning how to drive. My son is learning how to drive. So he decided that I was better to drive with than my husband. I didn't grab the doors or yell suddenly. (laughs) I think there's a different kind of fear when you have to look over at the uh, other person who's driving and ah. my life is in your hands and know you gave birth to them too yes exactly (laughs) i I used to hold you this is weird now (laughs) it is but i love being driven around and i love having someone to send to the store when i forget something that is and i love him driving himself to school so (laughs) i was fully on board with assuring that he ensuring that he got everything that he possibly needed to finally be able to drive (laughs) i agree now, you mentioned all these organizations that you're involved with. So, and you've been involved with uh, quite a few of them. So, mm-hmm. tell us about some or all. <laughs> some of them. Well, I loved being on the board of Women in Business. And that's how I met Angie, mm-hmm. how I was able to meet you too, Matt. And it occurred to me through that that I don't think I've ever been in an organization or on a board where the leadership was comprised of all women. And so, that's what made it very special to me. 
I'm not even sure that I've been on a board where it's been majority women. So that was significant to think about too. Uh, I just finished that board appointment in December. I also wrapped up being on the board of the Ross Community Center, where I'd been on the board for four years. The Ross Community Center I still hold very fondly in my heart and believe it to be the community anchor that it is and the kind of neighborhood catalyst that it can be. In just four years, the neighborhood changed so much and has made a real difference, I think, in being the glue, the social kind of glue that uh, people need. And even with a pandemic, the work that they've done has been instrumental, I think, to helping keep, keep people on their feet. And they've been doing that through food drives and some other things. Yeah, they've really had to transition from completely where they were to where they are now. Yes, no indoor programs, essentially, mostly the food distribution. And I think Second Harvest Food Bank was really grateful to them for that partnership because it enabled them to get more food to people who needed it. And of course, the need increased oh, yeah. during the pandemic. So I'm not on the board with them anymore, but I am keeping my connection and I'm going to be teaching English classes to uh, people who are second language learners and so forth this summer. So that's That's my plan at least. Yes, I'm interested to see how that will go because I've never done that before. (laughs) But I am taking classes to do it. I thought I was like, isn't she doing like taking classes in that? Yes, I'm getting my teaching English to speakers of other languages. I hesitated because sometimes it's been called English for second language learners, English Mm -hmm. for foreign language learners, and it all depends on the context and of course recognizing that lots of people speak well more than two languages. (laughs) So I keep having to say teaching English to speakers of other languages. But nobody knows the acronym TESOL, which is what I'd prefer to say. Okay. Because it's short and sweet. Nice. Now, you mentioned Ball State University. You and I have a common thing there, which is TCOM. You were a TCOM student. I was. And when I was a TCOM student, it was all about becoming a documentarian for art videos. Okay. Big surprise, right? Yeah. (laughs) What about you? My story is I was presented with corporate video, and I was like, I will never go into that. That seems like the most boring thing ever. And I ended up my entire career doing corporate type videos. So, Well, it's very solid, especially if you're interested in client-based work. Yeah. And it's not a skill set a lot of people have. I went there, you know, thinking I was going to be that news anchor, not a news anchor, but the cameraman oh, for the news good. anchor and go out there, chase ambulances and stuff like yes. that. I thought that'd be exciting. But then life... Uh, tells you where to go. So <laughs> I totally get that. And I could have had that similar feeling like, well, could I really cut it as a documentarian? Because it's like being a freelancer, basically. You have to raise your own money for your passion projects. And I wasn't sure I had that in me. And then I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I could be an art journalist, an art reporter. And then I found out that basically only New York and LA, the LA and New York markets have those reporters. And then they don't always have a dedicated art or arts and culture reporter. Often they're the arts and entertainment reporter. So I job shadowed somebody in Indianapolis who was the arts and entertainment reporter, interestingly enough. And we ended up going to cover Farm Aid, which was interesting in and of itself. But let me tell you, riding in the back of a van with no seats was no fun. Oh. <laughs> so it really took the glamour out of it. And yes. I'm not saying I'm a princess, but it said to me, okay, are, what are you willing to do to get the story? <laughs> Maybe not And which that. story is really at the top of your list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did one of those job shadows at uh, Q95 for a day, a sales oh, guy, cool. and that really opened my eyes to uh, what radio really is and what it's, you know, what we hear. <laughs> yes. If you don't mind talking into the air in a room by yourself, it's great. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, we're good at that part. 
But the, the wholesale side of it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's another thing. Yeah. Yes, you really <laughs> have to. a whole to. different animal. Yeah. So what do you like to do for fun? Oh, for fun. Well, um, in the pandemic, I started running. So that's been an eye-opening, good learning experience. I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm when you run? When I run, yes. Okay. Uh, some of them were kind of, you know, in retrospect now, I realize are a little bit funny to be listening to a book written by an ultra marathoner, somebody who would run 30 to 50 miles over an entire weekend. That's that just crazy. sounds nuts to me. But I figured if I listened to this person who's an ultra marathoner describing what it was like, surely I can get three miles done. <laughs> <laughs> It was good motivation. And what was fun, too, is at the beginning of the pandemic, my son was the one who was training me. He's been on cross country and in track. And so he got me to running a mile and then a mile and a half. And then slowly I got onto the, what is that called? C- Couch to 5K? C to 5K. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. I've, I've started it several times. I've never it's amazing. It, I was like, yeah. I'm never going to get there, but I did. So if I hadn't used it, I'm sure I couldn't have. Um, so yes, running, yoga, reading, art, museums, time with the family, going on adventures, discovering new places, and maybe, if we're lucky enough, soon enough, start traveling. So I just love to go to the next great place whenever I possibly can. Where is the next great place for you? We'll see, but um, it's looking like it's going to be a return to Bonaire, which is where my husband and I had our our honeymoon. So this will be our 25th wedding anniversary this summer. And Bonaire is in the Southern Caribbean off the coast of Venezuela. And it was part of the Netherlands Antilles. So it's a great place to go for diving, for snorkeling. It's uh, near Venezuela, so it has a little bit of that Spanish culture, but a lot of German and Dutch tourists come there. So there's a little bit of European flavor on top of the Arawak Indians, uh, culture and history. So it's a great mix. And I love it with Anything where there's a mix of cultures is always really interesting to me, too. Can we go there? That sounds nice. Yeah, we, fabulous. we got married in Hawaii. We're trying to get back there. Oh, you should. We, I love we, Hawaii, too. We were going to go last year, but then pandemic. <laughs> and now it's like everybody is uh, just going everywhere, so it like doesn't make any sense because it's going to cost double the amount. So. <laughs> Well, maybe you can figure out a way because we didn't think we could. And then we're like, you know what? We need to be smarter about this. So instead of leaving on a Saturday and coming back on a Saturday, we're going on a Wednesday and mm-hmm. coming back on a Wednesday. That's yes. the way to do it. Yes. And I we couldn't can... believe it. The tickets were half price. Oh, oh wow. Yes. Well, that much of a difference. So that's we'll my hot travel tip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do what everybody else is doing. <laughs> we have to wait until Matt's DJ. Uh, yeah, I'm busy every Saturday, so. Oh, if you're booked, yes, yeah, that's going to take booked. some time. Yeah. But Monday through Friday, perhaps. I'm look. I'm looking for 2022. That'll okay, bigger, I've actually been to time. Hawaii on a three-day weekend, which I don't recommend. Wow, you got you're on a plane longer than you're in <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was not that worth it. Well, no, Hawaii is still Hawaii, right? Oh, yeah, it's so even for it. three days, it was worth it, but it was painful <laughs> getting I through all so. of that travel to go there and come back. What's on your bucket list? What's on my bucket list? Gosh, you know what? Uh, I love this question and I hate this question because people say things that they you don't know if they'll ever do. And <laughs> so I kind of feel like if I put something on my don't bucket worry, list, I might never do it. So. Uh, I would say probably seeing all my friends and family around the world would be a great bucket list. That would you know keep me out of the house for a long time and be a ton of fun, but it wouldn't be fun without my family. So 
somewhere with my family, visiting all these different places. And then I've also wanted to paraglide, okay. which funny story, my husband thought I wanted a parachute. So he bought me a gift certificate for my recent birthday for parachuting. To jump and out of a plane. It just scared me silly when I opened that envelope. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to go parachuting? So, mm, so probably not. Those are two different things in my book. <laughs> Now, is that on the beach and you go up, like the parachute? Like yes. That? That's and you okay. can direct yourself. Yeah. In addition, you can do it with somebody, which I know you can parachuting, but there's something about traveling on the air currents across the sky versus plummeting to earth. <laughs> that's that different sounds for you? totally different to me. Yes. <laughs> and it doesn't necessarily make sense. I tried going paragliding in um, Kitty Hawk, North Carolina uh, a few years back, and uh, that was good. And that was the baby step because you didn't really get up into the air. You, just like the Wright brothers climbed up to the top of a dune and then you just jumped off and kind of saw what happened next. I think that would be worse. Does you think so? <laughs> I don't jump off of things. No. But it's a dune, and then you would fall into soft sand. So th okay. that's what gave me the bug. Okay. It gave me that feeling, that desire, like okay, if you could just sustain this long feeling going through the air, that would be great. Now, where where's the best? place to parasail around here i have no idea well, but i just no heard <laughs> nowhere around here <laughs> there was somebody that i just saw on social media who landed on top of a car dealership and i was like i need to figure out who this person is and how they got started because if it is possible in muncie i'd love to know how i'll we'll get see. up on the teacher's college and just fly down to emmons I baby stops <laughs> I, I don't think any of that sounds fun i don't want to be pulled behind a boat i don't want to jump out of an airplane i don't want to jump off a dune i would do it behind a boat too that sounds okay too that's a good yeah, in between step exactly I can still no, you're die. Just hurt a little bit. Maybe. I could die falling in that water and break my neck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you think too hard about impact, there are a lot of things you probably shouldn't do. Well, that's yeah. true. I shouldn't drive my car <laughs> at that point. So, okay, all right. That's an awesome bucket list. We're going to hold you accountable. That. Well, it was only really one thing on the bucket list, but all that traveling is going to take me a while, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What does success mean to you? Success. What a tough question. Uh, I think there's the conventional definition of success, which is unfortunately probably here in the United States all about stuff and, you know, a big house, a boat, et cetera, et cetera. But um, that's never really been my motivation. I think success is really about uh, the difference that you can make and uh, being remembered maybe for those differences that you made, whether it's with your family, in your profession, your community. And then hoping at the end of the day that you left the world a better place than when you came in. That's all that it is really for me in a nutshell. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. The number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? Well, I'm not really good at remembering band names. So I, as far as my favorite artist is concerned, and I'm assuming you're allowing visual artists, right? Sure. sure. Jenny Holzer okay. for her truisms. So it's a lot of text-based art, and this isn't terribly lightning if I tell you more about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to look her up then. We will. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Totally a night owl. It's going to be the death of me, I'm sure. That's all right. <laughs> What's your favorite book? My favorite book? Uh, well, I read a lot, so I can't say necessarily I have a favorite, but I did read Cast by Isabel Wilkerson, and I definitely recommend that. It's made me rethink American society in a whole new way. And then I just re 
finished reading a book by a Palestinian American called A Woman is No Man that really is, I'm walking around thinking about it all the time now. And I like books like that that just make you ponder a lot of things. Have you ever met anyone famous? I have. A few people like Robert Duvall, Bill Clinton, Lisa Ling, the reporter, Soledad O'Brien, another reporter. Those are some famous people. (laughs) Yes. Not so many here, although I did meet Lisa Ling here at a Ball State talk, which was very cool. And Mitch Isaacs, he was kind enough to let me in backstage because it was maxed out for capacity. So, you know, I have more access in Muncie, whereas I I never did in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Yeah, you're not getting backstage Uh passes in D.C., huh? No, not really. What's your guilty pleasure? Chocolate all the way, sleeping as much as possible, staying up late when everyone else is (laughs) asleep. I love staying up when everyone else in the house is asleep because it's just like time for yourself for you exactly it's finally quiet nobody's asking for anything i love it yes what's your favorite movie my favorite movies i do watch a lot of movies but not all movies stick with me and i think the unbearable lightness of being is a movie that i still love i saw that when i was a teenager and it still is one to ponder now just like that what was that called again the unbearable lightness of being okay I haven't heard of that. I one, haven't so. either. It's Have from the eighties. It's based on a book by Milan Kundera. It has Daniel Day Lewis in it. Okay. Oh, okay. So right. if you like The Last of the Mohicans mm-hmm. or My Beautiful Laundrette, those are other Daniel Day Lewis movies. Okay. I love him too. All right. Well, <laughs> check that one out. What's your hidden talent? My hidden talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hidden if I tell anyone. So a hidden talent might be ah, uh, when you think there's nothing in the fridge, I can come up with something. Oh, so you're like the ch- you do chopped in your house. Yes, I love the challenge. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love being told there's nothing to eat, too, because I don't want to run out and order something else from a restaurant or go to the store. So I'm like, no, no, we can make it work. All right. That's nice. You need to come to my house because I'm like, I don't know. Pizza. <laughs> it might be pickles on your pizza, but still. I do pickles on my pizza. That's fine. Do you sing in the shower? Never. I have avoid singing whenever possible. Okay. How about the car? No. Nope. Very rarely. Maybe. <laughs> if it's a Smith song, okay. I suppose, or the Pet Shop Boys. Okay. <laughs> I'm an 80s girl. Can Those you tell? are good oh, ones yeah. to sing to. Yeah. The all 80s girls. Yes. yes, but not if anybody else is around for sure. Okay. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Neither. I'm not a sci-fi person. Good, that's good answer. And good answer. I wish I did kind of like it at least because I think conceptually I at least like Star Trek because it was always about say, encountering you're, you're new kind civilizations. You're ac- academic coming off to me, so uh. I'm thinking Star Trek. <laughs> Well, it was kind of deep in parts, yes. but then it was too weird for me, so I didn't go for it. <laughs> but And it's a real pity because my mother loved both of those shows and or movies in, in that show, and so I always wished that I liked it more because she'd make me watch Star Trek and I'd hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Even the trouble with Tribbles I didn't like. What? I know that's sacrilegious. Oh. See, I don't even—I don't even know what that is. So that's all right. But that tells you that I tried, doesn't it? You did try. I I watched as many as I could. What's your most used emoji on your phone? The silly emoji. Which one is that? That's the upside down face. Oh, Oh, yeah, I've heard of this one. The upside down. Yes, which is odd to me because it's funny too, but it's not under funny if you type funny. And I'm not into the ones where they're squinting and they have the tears, tears coming out of their eyes. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not even into the fact that they're all yellow either. So I'm like, gosh, you know, an artist needs to get to work on some better emojis. <laughs> they release some. I'm every really now critical, and then. aren't I? <laughs> well, that's all right. 
<laughs> now, I like to use my bitmojis, so it's my face. Ah, uh, yes. So those are fun. <laughs> and I've worked on those, too. And, and then I think, gosh, maybe it seems egocentric if I end up putting <laughs> these on here. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I use them just to drive my family crazy. I just That's send them a good to reason. Matt and to the 17-year-old and just to Yes. Just to bug them both. That's really the only reason. (laughs) That would be great. Yep. (laughs) Thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in. My pleasure. I am so glad to do this. Thank you, Angie. Thank you, Matt. And it's been fun to talk to you and be a part of this series that I know so many people really love. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. In the studio with us, because I brought her to work today, is Audia. Audia Howell. Hi. Hi. So we have some questions for you. You just wrapped up first grade. Is that correct? Yes. So that means next year you're going to be in? Second grade. Second grade? I don't, that's not possible. You're yeah. too big. Yes, it is, Mom. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, tell us what uh, what happened this past year um, in first grade. Well, you went to school in person. Even in the middle of COVID, right? We had Fun Friday on the last day. Oh, you had Fun Friday. So when we were kids, Fun Friday, we called it Field Day. But field I feel day, like it's we got, got to go outside. Right. It's gotten rebranded and remarketed as Fun Friday. So what did you do for Fun Friday? We had a bouncy house. One of those like things that in the car wash, like the little The little bubble. dudes that goes bloop, bloop, that <laughs> yeah. guy? Oh. Had we had a dance party. We get to go on the sixth graders playground. Ooh, the big playground. And we ate outside and did kitball, um, ran on a course. Like an obstacle course? No, like one of those ones that the people race on. Oh, the track at school? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you go in the bounce house? Yeah. What kind of bounce house was it? It was like a tractor one that you bounced up and down. Looked like a big Shocker. combine. Yes, combine. Yes. And you slid down like the combine. It had a slide. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker and a Farmland had a combine uh, <laughs> bounce house. You had a corn maze too? Yes. Like a blow up inflatable corn maze? Yeah, that you could see outside. But you got dead end, so I just um, kept jumping on to people. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> nice. So... Was first grade easy or hard? Uh, kind of easy. Okay. Two B's, all A's. Okay, nice. Yeah, the B's balanced out and you averaged out to all A's, right? Yeah, good job. Excellent. Who do you hope you get for first grade, second grade next year? Um, Mrs. Newton. Mrs. Newton, okay. That's who she's hoping for. We don't know if she has her yet. We don't know, because, yeah, we won't find out till later. Husband, when you were a kid, did you ever find out who your teacher was? Like, did you find out your teacher before you went to school? Oh, no, it it happened, like, the first day of. That's... Yeah, I remember... I, like, show up to the class. Well, I remember we had... We would all go to the gym Mm -hmm. in the first... On the first day of school, we'd show up to the gym. We'd all sit in the bleachers. And they'd be like, all right, kindergartners, Mrs. Savage's class is gonna be so-and-so. And And then you would come... Like, you'd find out at school in front of all everybody. And they'd call you out and you'd go line up by your teacher. It was like the Hunger Games. It was like the Hunger Games. Yes, like, for second grade, all right, Mrs. Houston's class is Angie Rogers or whatever. And I just... It seemed normal to me then, but now I'm like... That seems very stressful. Would you think that was stressful, Audia? Yeah. Yeah. And what if you didn't get the teacher you wanted, and then your friend's right next to you, and then you're like, feel sad because your friend got that teacher and you didn't get it. Anyway, I don't know why they decided to do it that way. They don't do that at Monroe Central, do they? No. Can't hear your head shake. No. <laughs> okay. Do you have any big plans for the summer? 
well, swimming and trying to go to Caroline's house. I'm going to call her so she can come over here if I want. Oh. Okay. Now, Caroline's a, a good friend of yours in school, right? Yes. And a quasi-neighbor. Yeah, everyone's they're a mile not, away from Everyone's us. a neighbor in, when a you A country live mile away. <laughs> yes, everyone's a neighbor when you live in the country. Uh, so, yeah. And Emma Henshaw so we can skate and see her baby kittens. Okay. So you but said, you took one of the, her kittens. Did you steal one of Emma's baby kittens? No. You didn't steal it. They gave us one. And what's its name? Booberry. 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 It's a little black cat. Sometimes I call it Boo Radley. You don't know who that You're is. You're a weird mom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Where do you want to go on vacation this summer? Disney. Disney. <laughs> don't we all? I wish we, yeah, we all want to go to Disney. We're not going to Disney this year, but we are going to North Carolina. What does our condo, what does it have? Hot tub. A hot tub. Yes. yes. I ask the children, you know, options are limited because everyone's going to the woods and things. So if you had to choose, would you rather a pool or a hot tub? And everyone resoundingly said hot tub. And I'm like, it's going to be 90 degrees, but okay, y'all want a hot tub. That's it's, not, it's not 90 degrees at night. Eh, it might be. You don't and know. And after we walk in the woods all day, we'll need that hot tub. That's true. It'll make us feel all nice. So, But yes. it will be nice to get away. We're going towards Asheville. We're going to Asheville, North Carolina. So we will have time to walk in the woods, which is... The 17-year-old's not most favorite thing to do. And the 7-year-old, neither one. But it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. But then also there's like a town where there's shopping and art and things like that. Audie is also shaking her head no to that. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and now we're going to do a quick lightning round with Audia. So number one question. What is your favorite food? Ooh, chicken noodles. Chicken noodles? Chicken noodles with potatoes. With mashed potatoes? Potatoes. Okay, very good. What's your favorite sport? Soccer. <laughs> Only one I have played. You played well, t-ball. T-ball. But, but no. soccer. But soccer is fun? Yeah. Yeah. You get to kick the ball. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. What's your favorite drink? Pink lemonade. Pink lemonade? Like strawberry lemonade? Wait, no, the Fanta drink. There's pink lemonade and then there's strawberry lemonade. They're Those are same. two different drinks. They're not the same? <laughs> I don't drink lemonade, so I could I don't know what it is. No, it's actually the Fanta slushy at McDonald's. Those oh. are good. Okay. Yeah. I guess that sounds good. What's your favorite movie right now, I mean? Probably Mitchell's Machine. Mitchell's M- Mitchell Machine. versus the Machines? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, we haven't watched that, but she watched it at a friend's house, right? Yep. Eva. Eva. Do you sing in the shower? No. No? Sometimes you do. Not very often, though. No. Okay. I talk to myself so I don't get scared in the shower. Oh, yeah? You talk to yourself? Sometimes. What's your favorite emoji to use? Uh, either the heart um, one, the smiley face with the heart eyes, or the, like, mad emoji. Because I did that, Mom, because she kept calling me Z-U-Z. Yeah, Zeus, you, I kept calling you that. So then you sent me emojis on your dad's phone telling me not to do that, right? Angry emojis. Yeah, I got the, I got the hint. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And, and I, I said, do not call me that. Stop calling me that. Do not call me that. Mm. <laughs> grr, 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 right? What's your favorite book? Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter? Uh, Seven. Six. Okay. Which everyone... That Voldemort has, like, the two heads, and then he meets Harry Potter, and Harry Potter gets, like, beat up in the dungeon. The three-headed dog one. Oh, okay. That's, like, the second one? 
first one? I can't remember. I think that's chamber. Yeah. Yeah, so. that has to be a chamber. Okay. Done. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone gone boss. boss.